so grateful that you have decided to tune in. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. This is the year to be free. Yay, that's fine. That's going to be my little motto for the year. 2023 is the year to be free. I had to stop by and do a quick episode and I'm going to combine two things. I'm going to combine the short and sweet. Then I want to talk about a new series that I'm going to be starting Um, 10 Actions for a Happier Life, and eventually this will turn into a book, but what I've decided to do is to do an episode on each one of the 10 things, and at the end, I'll have a book where you can have so many extra things, you'll have a journal part that you can use to write out your thoughts and your plan of action for your life, because we have been given another year, as long as we have breath, we have a chance to get make things better. We have a chance to make things happier and healthier. And that is what bad thought therapy is all about. So I've come up with these 10 things because I think they're critical. But as we all know, there are more than 10 things you can do to be happier. There, there are a thousand things you can do. But I want to just concentrate on 10 critical things that I know that I have used in my past and they have helped me tremendously to have a healthier and happier life. And I want to share with you those 10 things. So I want to go through them now, but I'm not going to start this series until a little later this week. But I want to talk about these and I want you to be thinking about these. It is a new year on the Gregorian calendar. And um, this is a great time to reflect. I hope you had a chance to think about all the wonderful things that happened in 2022, if there were failure, if there was failure, if there were mistakes, figure out a way to learn from those things. Those are some of the greatest teaching tools. Our mistakes and our failures can teach us what not to do, what doesn't work. It's count it all joy, rejoice, because when you look at failure in a healthy way, you'll see that it is better sometimes than any teacher you could ever have because it teaches us so much. So I want to go over these 10 things and then I'm going to do it short and sweet. Here are 10 actions that I have taken in my own personal life. They are tried and proven and they can help you be happier. And these things will not cost you anything in dollars and cents. So it's not like you got to go to the bank and write a check or take out your debit card. These things may take a little time. It is some time and you deserve to give yourself time. In order for you to have your best life, you've got to focus and take some time on your yourself, for yourself, and that is how we get better. So I want to talk about these 10 things. I'm going to just share a little, uh, just a few um, lessons on them, but I'm going to expound upon these things in future episodes. So here are the 10 things for happier life. Again, happy new year. Be thinking about these for 2023. Number one is prioritize your spiritual life. Most of what you do is a result of your spiritual life. 
Your spiritual life is what's going on <clears throat> on the inside. What's going on in the inside is what ma- manifests the behavior on the outside. When you prioritize your spiritual life because it is the most important dimension of yourself, that is when you will be happier and you will see your life change for the better. How to do that, I'm going to get into that. So for every chapter of this book that I'm doing, I'm going to be talking about why and how. How do you do that? How do you prioritize your spiritual life? You just have to do it because in the end, you make a decision. You want a better life. And that's what you got to decide. Number two, commit to being a lifelong student and learner. This is so critical because it does not matter how much we know, how much education we have, how much schooling we have. We must commit to learning. There is always something more we can learn. And I always tell people I'm, I'm more of a student than I am a teacher, even though as a professional I've worked as a teacher for three decades. I am always learning. There is still so much to learn. And that's what you have to do. You have to commit yourself to learning, to be happier and to be healthier. You've got to get the information to do that. So I'm going to be talking about that. Number three, create the life you want. Decide what you want your life to look like. And guess what? You create it. You determine if you're going to have certain stressful things or not have certain stressful things in your life. You determine if you're going to have this or have that. It's all up to you. And the longer I live, you know, people would say that. And the longer I live, the more I realize it really is about choice and decisions. And I'm going to get into that later as well. Number four, reconcile the past. This is so hard because our past is a part of who we are today. However, the past doesn't have to be reducing. It doesn't have to be paralyzing and imprisoning. But the past has a major part of what is happening in the the present. What we have to do is we have to reconcile our past. The good, the bad, the ugly. Because it cannot be undone. It cannot be reversed. You cannot turn the hands of time back. And so once you make peace about your past, it doesn't matter if anybody else has made peace, but once you you make peace about your past, you can begin to have a better present and a better future. So you have to do that because every single human being has made mistakes, has fallen short, has failed, and so you have to make peace about those things in order to move forward in the present and the future. This is another one. Number five, you have to forgive. You have to forgive. This is hard. Forgiveness is very personal. Um, and I think the reason why it is hard sometimes is because we don't really understand what it is. Forgiveness can be defined in many different ways. But I'm going to talk about forgiveness as a way of spiritually releasing Um, certain things that offenses that people have done and also that you've done to yourself. Forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you forge a relationship with people who have maliciously hurt you without any regard or remorse for their actions. However, you can, forgiveness is what frees you. 
Because as long as you're bitter and you're angry, that can hurt you in so many ways. Number one, it opens the door for the enemy to come in and really do more damage. So you have to forgive. This is another one that I love. I used to do this all the time. I'm getting back into it, walking. I believe that walking is the best exercise physically, but also when you walk, you know, you get to, walking does something to you spiritually and mentally. You know, I used to say, walk and pray. Walk, pray, and and believe. You know, just, just, just walk and pray. We're going to talk about walking later, why you need to do it and how you do it. Um, the other thing is give. Anybody who has a happier life is a giver. Giving of yourself, giving of your time, your resources, your money, your love. Giving is the key to having abundance. Whatever it is in your life that you want, you give it. If you want love, give love. If you want respect, start to give respect. If you want recognition, give recognition to others. There is amazing healing and transformative power when you give. It takes place when you give. And most people will make every excuse in the world not to give. And they don't. They wonder, well, why am I not getting? But whatever you want for yourself, you give it, trust and believe, You will. it will come back to you. The other thing is, is focusing on the good. That's number eight. Count your blessings. You know, every day, life isn't perfect. There's always something, we, you know, maybe in our lives that we don't have, that we want. Um, who who would want to go to work if they could just be on an island, you know, in Tahiti somewhere, sipping on something wonderful? Who wouldn't want that? But here's the reality. We got to get up, got to go to work, we got to serve, and it's all beautiful. Focus on the good and count your blessings. Life is sweeter when you do that. You're happier when you do that. When you find the good instead of focusing on the bad. Um, number nine is something that I just don't hear talk, talked about a lot. Isolate to consecrate. Isolation, seasons of solitude when you're by yourself is one of the best things you can do to have, to heal, to grow, and to be happier. Sometimes in the noisy, you know, space of life in the world, you know, we're just constantly moving and we're doing all these different things with people and for people, but <clears throat> we need to spend time by ourselves sometimes. You get in that quiet place and you spend some time by yourself, that's when you can really, really get some revelation and get some spiritual energy and refueling and renewal, and it's powerful. And number 10, this is something that I cannot emphasize that will change your life. Guess what number 10 is? One of the most empowering actions. Listen. Learn how to listen. It's hard for us to listen. It is so hard. This is the area where I have struggled, and I'm getting better with this. I have gotten better. Learning how just to be a listener. Listening is one of the greatest acts of humility. When you listen, you can learn, you can love, you can grow. And I want to talk about that. So those are the 10 actions for a happier life. I'll come back to that later. And um, I'm looking forward to giving some life lessons on each one of those things. And tonight, though, I'm going to do it short and sweet. 
If you're new to Bad Thought Therapy, a short and sweet is an inspirational message that I get text to my phone every morning. And these are just so powerful. And um, the author is unknown. I wish I could give credit where credit is due because these things really just bless me. So today's message is, is God listening? Is God listening? Perhaps you know the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. When he returned home after having wasted his father's inheritance on wild living and partying, he passionately started pouring out his genuine remorse, but his father wasn't listening. He was calling his staff to kill the fatted calf for a party and declaring, my son was lost and now he's found. Are you doing what his son did, telling your father everything you've done wrong, how unworthy you are of his love? Can I tell you that God is not listening? You're wasting your breath. The moment you ask God to forgive you, he forgave you, and then he forgot your sins. You're not worthy because of what you did or didn't do. You're worthy only because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. If you keep asking him to forgive you and keep telling him you're unworthy, he tunes all that out. If you want God to listen to you, start speaking the language of faith in today's prayer. And here's a prayer for today. Father, thank you that you that your mercy is bigger than my mistakes. Thank you that you are not holding my past against me. Thank you that I am forgiving, forgiven. Thank you that I'm redeemed because of what Jesus did on the cross. I'm coming boldly to your throne right now in Jesus' name. And the scriptural reference for this was Luke 15, 21 through 22. The son, this is the prodigal son, started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. The prodigal son is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And Jesus told the story of the prodigal son to help the listeners understand how God works, how God mercy works. So if you're not familiar with this story, a man who is well off has two sons and one of his sons comes to him and asks for his inheritance. The father gives it to him, lets him have everything he thinks he wants. But then that son goes out and he squanders his father's inheritance. He parties, he lives riotously, wildly, revelry, hedonism, all those bad things. And then he finds himself with the pigs. And he's thinking to himself, you know, even if I worked as a servant in my father's house, I'd be better off than this. So he makes a decision to go back to his father and ask his father for forgiveness and ask him, could he just be a servant? Which in other words, I no longer have the place to be your son, but I'll work for you because I'm better off with you than I am being out in the streets. And instead of his father giving him a long lecture and condemning him and telling him how bad he was and he shouldn't have done this and shouldn't have done that, the father says, let's, let's, let's have a party for my son because he was lost, but now he is found. And the father puts together this beautiful feast 
Now the other son, the oldest son, who'd been dutiful and had done everything that he was supposed to do, he was a little upset about that. Like, hey, you know, when I'm up here doing the right thing and he goes off and he just does all the bad things and now you're giving him a party? But the father says, this son was lost, but now he is found. And that is the way God deals with us. We wander off sometimes and we just squander the gifts that he has given us. We sin against him. We sin against people. We do the wrong thing. We get out there and we lose it all. And we think that we can't even come back to God. But Jesus is basically saying, we can come to God and we can, and when we do, God will forgive us. He will not remember all the things that we did and the sin, that we are renewed, that we are restored by him. And he rejoices because we were lost, but then we were found in him. And that's why Jesus told that story. I don't care what you have done, what you're doing. If you make the decision that you will live for God and you will die for God, your life will be happier. You have to make that decision that you do not want to live any kind of way because ultimately, I've said this on other podcasts, your life belongs to God. You may think it belongs to you. You may think it's your body. You're going to find out and everybody's going to find out they're wrong. God is in control and he does not make people. He's not a gangster. He's not going to come in with a nine millimeter and make you do the right thing. You have to, we have to make the decision to just follow his will and surrender to his will. He is a gentleman. He holds open the door. He waits patiently for us, but he does not force us. And so we can come to him. We can go to him. And God is in control. And he's just holding the door open, waiting for us to come to him, to serve him. And I was just talking to a friend tonight, and I have to emphasize this. Nothing else matters but his will. You know, we can talk, we can think about what we want, and in our minds, we can rationalize it and all those things. But ultimately, we have to do what he wants us to do. And we need to seek him out, ask him. I'm not talking about religion going, you know, anywhere. Just talk to him. Talk to the creator, the one that made the sun and the moon, and ask him, what is it that you want for my life? Where do you want me to go? With whom do you want me to live or be with? You got to ask him those questions. Seek him out. And he will tell you. He will speak to you. He will help you understand what you need to understand. Well, boys and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was just saying, boys and girls, thinking about I read stories every night, so I'm still in that zone. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I hope that blessed you. God is not listening to all the bad things you say about yourself. Accept his love. Walk into his open arms. Let him hug you. Let him love you. Let him forgive you. Don't resist those things. We serve a beautiful creator. Well, this bless you. Happy New Year again. We're starting off 2023. So happy and wonderful. Take care. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Cherie Hardy. Good night.